and we're recording. And we're in. Welcome to episode 31 of the Post Roll Podcast with Grant. Grant, this is called Grant Me All My Wishes, or Grant, Grant Me All These Wishes. Grant has had a blessed and cursed life. He's had both. He's had difficulties, but um, we're going to talk about two of his great blessings today. Phenomenal blessings. Phenomenal wishes granted. But not unwarranted. If you want the whole posse, take it down. But keep it cool, I drop it like a sign. No excuses, I never pull guard. On the ground, I'm ten toes down, I stay on my feet, I'm ready to sprawl up. Jimmy's here with us in spirit, singing. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to GJJ SAV, Gracie Jiu Jitsu, Savannah, the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world, under the best dude in the world, under the best dude in the world, with the best people in the world. And um yeah. Yeah. Thank you uh, to all the people who we train with, including the ones that hurt us, because it's always by accident. It's easy tomorrow. Makes you What's hard today makes you hurt when you wake up tomorrow. I was feeling it this morning. All right, we got to jump right in. Jump. This was originally going to be about Natasha, about you and Natasha and how I you met Natasha. and all this. Yeah, is she great? She's the best. That's your wife. So this She literally great. woke me up this morning. She's like, you need to go do your little podcast thing. And I was like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is And, and you got to understand, if you're... Uh, if you don't know Grant, Grant has nine kids, and uh, <laughs> and there's it's actually three or four. Four. Okay, it's four, but they <laughs> but they move around like they move around so much that it's like having nine. Yeah, yeah, it's like I can't figure it out. Like who? Yeah, uh, they switch places, and then it's uh, but the, but in the midst of all this mayhem, Natasha takes her moments to be really kind and gentle and sweet to you, and uh, that's one of those things in marriage that's not easy to do. You know, right? I see her do it. I'm like, wow, that that's really cool. Yeah, it's cra- she's crazy. Yeah. Like, she is, she is the most support, unrealistically supportive person in my life. Unrealistically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what? like, oh, you, you could lift that car, right? Like, yeah, he could lift the car and move it for you. Yeah, like yeah. he'll pick it up and move it. I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, you can. You're really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but you can. Right. Yeah. Like you can fix that. That nuclear reactor, you fix it for the car. Yeah, Grant, Grant will do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or if, if, if right now it's really loving and sweet, but uh, when you're like sixty, you're gonna be like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if anyone says anything like negative towards me, even my friends, she's like, no, 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 she no, stands no, no, up. No. Yeah, yeah, Man. oh yeah. So how'd you guys meet? That was my main question. Like, because you you guys ended up they just to give a quick uh, if you don't know they ended up in Haiti together with a um, an orphanage uh, and. How many kids? Uh, often, I mean, I guess changed, 16, but yeah. yeah, living with you, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that they took care of, and uh, as a young couple before, you, you, I mean, yeah, you were just a young, like just early, married, just married, man, and um, and that was how they started their marriage, and uh, yeah, yeah, start your marriage, boom, sixteen kids, sixteen kids, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah four. Let's see if it works. Yeah. Four, you're like four, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you started your marriage under these circumstances and that were uh, very trying, and then and then all the challenges that came like after, and man, it was brutal. Um, but it, see, people say that people say it was brutal, but it was it was different. Yeah, it was different, and it was good. So I meant if it's what you're doing, it just is what it is, right? C- kind is that what of. You're saying? Well, no, think about this. Uh, think think COVID. Well, it depends on the situation. I know you mean. people COVID. Like yeah. 
the hardest transition was coming back to the States because she went and got a job at Memorial and then I got a job being a football coach. We went from 24-7 seeing each other, communicating with each other, working together, doing everything together to now we have different lives. She has different people she talks to during the day. Yeah. That was never the case. And you were trying to build something, so both of you were probably going overtime, right. trying to make it happen, and then you just never saw each other. Right. All of a sudden. Yeah. So, I mean... That, and then that's that, where all the friction came. It's like, we don't talk anymore. We oh, don't communicate anymore. Yeah. We don't do anything anymore. Well, that's one challenge, and it's a big challenge, but I mean, the the pain and anguish and stress of departing from Haiti oh, yeah, that and all that added to it. No. And yeah, I mean, th- think about that 16 people that you were a part of their lives. And then now that has to change for whatever reason. And, uh, the reasons were definitely real and you had no way of controlling them. Um, and, uh, you had to face that music together. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't even, I can't, you know, the adversity that my wife and I have, have faced, and when I think about what you guys went through and how much grace, you know, I mean, I wasn't there for it, so I don't know if it was a, if it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but now looking back in hindsight and how much uh, grace, you know, you must have shown um, to be able to do that, just to do it at all, yeah. even if it was bad, even yeah. if you did it bad. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That was the uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you've I'm sh- every couple goes kind of through this, but it was like we were irreconcilable. And it was none of it wasn't each the, other. The situation you're this in. The situation I was like we've got to move on. We've got to get jobs. We have to eat. And she's like, "No, I just want to lay in bed for the next 6 months and cry." When you got here. When we got here. Yeah, because And I, and my people. my parents are trying to like, "Oh, let's buy you need to buy a house. You need to do that. They're trying to move us along and I'm like, "We've got to move along." And she's just grieving yeah you know? and yeah so, totally grieving and we're just like we're at the point of just shattering the marriage you know what i mean because you're like look if you're not coming along i gotta figure something else we, out. I, I gotta we, can, we gotta eat to we've gotta yeah. yeah we can't live with my parents forever yeah. you know like so we went to counseling and it was really good you know yeah. what he said i was right and it was awesome oh you that's know good <laughs> that's always good when you <laughs> so you were paying yeah, for yeah, the counseling yeah, yeah. no <laughs> That's no, funny. he literally said, you're both right. Yeah, yeah. And this is how we're going to have to work through but this. But isn't that something? Yeah, with with counseling, it's funny. You, I think everybody goes into a counseling situation or a therapy situation <laughs> thinking, I wonder how much of this is going to be, is he going to say I'm right about? Because, you know, there's a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I wonder if both people always think, you know, I'm sure it breaks sometimes because you hear you're the one who's. Right. You're, yeah. like, nah, you're not getting paid. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So anyway, then you guys had to overcome that. Yeah. So wait, first of all, let's back up. We we just want I wanted to lay that down a little bit so you know what we're dealing with now. Now you're four kids in. You've got this life together that's amazing here in Savannah, and uh, you've got a great group of friends and community and all this. But um, but I mean that was a real trial. This whole how long you been married? Ten years. Ten years. That's a big ten years. Yeah. A really hard ten years, and to hit that right in the beginning um, is amazing. Uh, so my question is, how'd you meet? <laughs> uh, so I was living in Haiti. You were already there on a mission. Yeah, I was living there full time. Okay. So I graduated college, and two weeks after I graduated college, I literally packed everything up I owned and moved to Haiti. Why? Because I was going to live there the rest of my life. Because I wanted to help people, I yeah. to serve people. Je- I mean, Jesus. That's... Jesus is the ultimate answer. But yeah, for people that don't understand that, it's I had a desire since I was eighteen. To help the least of these. And in, for me... That was where it was. The West, you saw it. That, Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. It is the top five poorest country in the world. It was... Okay. 
I had been there. I had created relationships. I'm like, that's where I want to go. Has that changed? For no. other status in the world? Maybe. Maybe there's six now. I mean. How does that feel looking at that? You're like, I can't, uh, did I make a difference? Can I make a difference? What? I mean, that's uh, that's a whole podcast in itself. Because okay. when it's I. It's individuals. When I left, I didn't go back for like two or three years. And I went back to Haiti, but I never went back to where I actually lived. And so when Ma- Hurricane Matthew hit, I actually went back to where I lived. And the 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 greatest contrast or the greatest eye-opening experience for me was that nothing had changed. I had been there for years. Right. And I get back and I'm like, this place looks worse than it was when I left. Yeah, <laughs> wow. But it wasn't. And so I began this process of repenting to Haitians that I worked with, that I loved. And I just say, man, I'm sorry for thinking I could save you. I'm sorry for thinking I was smarter than you. I'm sorry that I'm, that I, that I knew what was right, that I was the one that was supposed to change your world, you know, kind of thing. And it was, it was radically healing for me. And the thing I found out is the guys that I poured into, the guys that I cared for, the guys that I love to this day, they started their own church and it's flourishing and thriving. And they have, they took the gardens that I had and they, kept them up and they're feeding their own people and you know what i mean like and it's it stayed and it stayed so you did do something well yes but i did you don't recognize that until you started to go through it like i'll give you an example so natasha's a nurse a great nurse we got married and moved to haiti a different part of haiti um super poor i mean national geographic poor you know like stick and mud huts poor you know like that's where people live a lot of naked people running around kind of thing yeah um and this guy came up and he's like old guy and he's like looking at me i'm like what's up man he's like and and i'm in this place in my heart where like man we did nothing we were we were a drop in the bucket natasha and i did nothing in this world you were feeling like the hope that you brought was almost like a slap in the face and right. it just uh made you question all of it yeah i mean that was kind of in the back of your mind the whole time because no matter what I lived there. I lived there. I was there during the earthquake. I was there during cholera. I was there. But and the you're back- not the kind of person who suffers false idealism. Right. You're really not. You're a very real person. But the problem in the back of my mind is I could always leave. Right. Yeah, that's and what I mean. That's what it. I mean. They false knew idealism. it. Yeah. They knew it too. It's right. like if it got really bad, if Natasha got pregnant and her pregnancy went bad, we didn't go to local You're hospital. Safe. We went back to the states. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I got hurt and needed antibiotics, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and go through the trial of third world hospital. Right. Lose a limb, lose a life. Right. Yeah, like that. Right. And that's always in the back of my mind. I think it's always in the back of their mind, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know you're here with me, but you're not, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this guy, I saw him, an older gentleman, and it was kind of one of those redemptive moments where he had come to our house every day for like a month. He had cut his leg with a machete, and it's just nasty, you know? It's infected. infected. It's a tropical environment, man. Yeah, yeah. just nasty, infected. gnarly. And so Natasha would do wet to dry wound dressings every day for this guy for like a month to like debreed it and to clean it and to heal it, save his leg. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I saw that guy like a couple years later, you know, when I went back for the first time and he's like, Hey, Graham, hey. He's like, I, I didn't know who he was. Didn't remember. Yeah. 
He's like, hey, tell your wife thanks, man. She saved my leg. You know, like, and I was Did just. Did you remember like, when he said that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, you know, just stuff like that. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's an individual, on yeah. an individual basis. Yeah. And even on a macro basis, the guy that worked directly with me, he spent his own money and built a giant cistern in the backyard of his house. And I say house, it's probably the size of this, this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the cistern was bigger than this thing, just yeah. to have clean water. Because we knew he knew how important clean water is, because yeah. that was a big thing. We did clean water all the time. Mm-hmm. Like our village had zero cholera cases during the whole epidemic. Because you focused on the we clean had water, clean water for everyone. It was yeah. free, and so he continued that. And I'm, I went with him and did kind of like we call it meals on heels. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, he would yeah. walk around and give people food, older people in the community, food from the garden, and it was just like. Oh, he gets it. You know what I mean? He yeah. caught it. And the church was hel- healthier than it, when it was when I was there. There were way more people, and it was nationally run, and it was actually beautiful. It was actually what it should be. You know, you yeah. don't need me to come and do all this for you. You need to be empowered to do it right. yourself. And then as you extend that hope to other people, they it, they it it's contagious, and they yeah. pick it up, and then they take it. So that's how it, how it works. Right. So, yeah, I could see that. And when you... When you felt like, um, when you felt when you first got back and you felt bad about it, you felt like, oh, this is like this was. We, I aban- brought all this. we abandoned them. We're garbage. And you felt yeah. guilty. Yeah, yeah. Did did you deal with anybody that felt the same way that was there that what that was disenfranchised in some way that was like, yeah, that was bullshit. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the kids probably some of them. I'm assuming yeah. they took them away from our house right when we left and moved them to another. Yeah, orphanage. were there people that were angry at you? Uh, I think there are people that are angry or uh-huh. disappointed. Why yeah. didn't you stay and fight? Yeah, I think there's some of that. More, more so, like people they understand. They like, I get it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like, oh my gosh, you're just garbage. They, I think they understand, but they're like, why? Like, why did you pull the ripcord? Why didn't you stay yeah. and fight? Why didn't you? We don't have a voice. Why weren't you our voice? You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, were... they're not going to argue with the the organization that pays their bills and pays for the orphanage right. and pay like they can't. They can't. Yeah. Right. And th- that's the organization that built their houses and did this and runs the clinic. And yeah. they're going to fight the monster and say like, "Hey, this is wrong. This is bad." And they're going to be like, "All right, cool. You're cut off. We'll just go to another village." You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if they're, the organization would be that callous, but, you know, maybe. Yeah. So you had already processed all that. You had processed being back here to some degree, but they hadn't. Are there any? Was there anybody when you went back that you tried to reconcile with that you couldn't? No. I mean, the, I, the demeanor that I took, I don't think would allow that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I wasn't coming back and like, hey, man, I'm back. Oh, good to see you. How is it going since I left? It was yeah. like, I am so broken and sorry for what I did and what I didn't do, you yeah. know? And like... Also, culturally, there's a they're very grateful people. Yeah. And they, I mean, in a negative way, they get it. They've yeah. been crapped on yeah. for 
hundred years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like colonized and yeah, 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 everything. You know, everyone is taking their stuff and they're yeah. In they they're you in a horribly negative way. They're used to this. They're like, oh yeah, cool. So let's bring this just back another to another guy that just came right. and left. You know what I mean? But you didn't want to be that guy, right? So let's bring this back to you, Natasha. So she she's in bed. She doesn't want to get out of bed. You go to counseling. That helped some. How long before things felt like you could look around and go, wow, we're living a normal life? Wow. Still not there. Still not there. Yeah. We were cleaning yesterday upstairs. Yeah. How many years has it been? Since we left? Two, it's 20, 2013, 2012. So, so not eight, eight years. Almost eight yeah, years. And still not there. No, I don't think so. I mean, what is a normal life for you? Because you guys have done this other stuff, and that was your life. <laughs> right. No, I mean it. Like, what is it? What, when would, when do you look around and go? We kind of made it. We're on that journey. This is, you know, this is the destination. Is the journey for sure? But I think we're, we're kind of there now. And I settled. think we're getting to that place. And I, so, two conversations we had this week. Um, Natasha was talking about all this stuff, and to a new couple. There's a new couple came to church. We went to lunch with them. They're trying to get to know us. She's a lawyer in town. He does some just jujitsu. He does no way. He's a blue belt. He goes to Harry's gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're just talking and she's sharing and she's like, I never wanted to come back to Savannah. I never wanted to be here. I didn't feel like God called us to Savannah. We were supposed to be in the mission. Did she field. grew up here? No, she's oh. from Kansas City. Oh, okay. Never wanted to be here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Now we're we've got this beautiful church building. We've got a amazing congregation she like this year is like oh i can see why god has this year i mean i think she can kind of see throughout the whole eight years but this year she's like oh we've kind of kind of arrived in the same token that was sunday yesterday she made me clean she's like if you clean upstairs you can go to jiu-jitsu that's why i was there last night yeah so i cleaned um yeah and as we were cleaning we found photos uh like picture frames of the kids oh man right and she literally is like hands it to me and she's like i guess you put that she started crying like yeah put this in the attic you know like she didn't know what to do do right put it on the wall (laughs) right right. do we walk around seeing that right yeah so she handed it to me and she's like tearing up and i was just like yeah but we're just not there we're i don't think we're ever gonna be there you know what I mean? And we have four beautiful kids yeah, yeah. that we love. Yeah, and, of course. And, it's and you're like, in the moment with that. But right, that happened. Right. And so that was yesterday. So it's like when you say like, oh, you look at the life you have and stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. We have a nice house and we've both got cars that run and we have four kids. And it's like. So so we're, I'm a voyeur in, in a way on this. And like I'm from the outside looking in at this. I'm curious about how someone survives the tragedy the emotional tragedy of it and all these other things and all you were trying to do was good but that's how the world works right um so what i was going to say is um what we're not talking about is all the amazing beautiful moments and the moment in that picture that you're looking at or right yeah it was a target pool that we bought and floaties and you know it was that's the picture and the kids were just astounded right yeah and, and like loving the plastic it. shield and the sword you know what I mean from from the dollar store yeah that's the pictures do you, do you is there a moment in that experience with those kids that you remember that was a pinnacle moment where you were like wow I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing was there one moment that stands out to you I mean. I feel like there's lots of moments. The first moment that came to my head was, uh, it's kind of a weird moment, but like, 
Americans would visit us all the time. Yeah. And they're kind of idiots, right? <laughs> when come, we, we, yeah. When it comes to third cult, third world culture, they're like, they're the ones throwing candy. We just have no frame of reference. Yeah, well, they're th- we're throwing candy off the back of trucks and like treating people like animals, right? I yeah. suppose, yeah. yeah. But but you, but I, in defense of people trying to do good things, there's no frame of reference, right? right, right. We don't That's understand. why you should read the book when helping hurts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, um, got it. But uh, you're saying there's responsibility, right? In it, yeah. Right, right. So. They, once again, no frame of reference. So the group comes, and I'm not faulting them. Even it's a love we, language. We told them candy. not to do this, but okay. they, they come and they start giving our our kids candy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and Natasha's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, yeah. And then the beautiful thing was the kids came to us, and they say they call her Mommy Natasha or yeah. Poppy Grant. That's what they would yeah. call us. Can we have this? You know, like they ask can, permission. Can, can we have this? And it's like so they knew they knew this isn't how we live. This eating is not candy how we, all day long. right. This is not how we live. This is not what we do. And for us, it was like we we're here to protect you from them and from this world and we just gave you the tools to do it and we just gave you the oh tools to do gosh. it and so that was one of uh the moments that was powerful there was another one too because there's a stigmatism or stigmatism there's a stigma with orphans and they would go to regular school and they would get bullied but one of the days that was like beautiful is because there's 16 of these little kids like they were bullying one of them and the other 15 were like no this is my family wow you know what i mean because usually at orphanages, you're seen as individuals because yeah. you don't have a head of household. Right. But That's because, why you're easy to bully. Right. So Natasha and I created a family unit. Like, we're hey, we're a family. Yeah. We, we do movie night together. We cook together. We eat together. We're family. And so when they went to school and they picked on a woman, they were all like, no, no, no. You don't pick on my family. We are family. Oh, we're wow. We're a family. So those are the two moments that, like, if you, like, off the top of my head, that, that that's what he had to do but also just the health like man we got some of these kids like there's a little girl called tisserit which means little mouse she was like golly she was like six years old and she was probably like 18 pounds you know what i mean she was wow. really really tiny yeah. crazy malnourished uh-huh. you know and um just seeing her grow and get bigger and life and then we had one girl who had a little girl who had aids like we found we found her in Angela. She had, I, I don't. She, people said she had some like mental disabilities. I think she's playing the game. Like really, I, le- really she's surviving. I think she's legit playing the game because we would catch her and stuff, and she'd be like, just smile at us, like we know you're playing, girl. Like, but you you don't know that until you live yeah, with them. Yeah. But I mean, her horrible story. Found her in a crib, and a rat was chewing her face. Just oh my god! Because she was neglected. Right. No one was there, and she couldn't move. She's a little kid. She's oh. a and so she, we got facial surgery and stuff like that. And so I think that caused some of the traumas and stuff like that. For sure. But, but anyways, living with her and like processing how to discipline her because no one ever disciplined her. Right. Because they felt bad for her. Right. Yeah. So like one day I'd like disciplining her. So I just put her in the corner and she'd run out and be like, 
sit in timeout. Okay, that's gonna work. Yeah, sure. So eventually, I just sat in the corner like like this and created a little wall because I didn't want to leave her. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so she just sat in the corner, and you know, she'd hit my back and stuff. Eventually, she calmed down and realized, oh, this is what this was. There a language barrier between no, you and Natasha, the kids at all? Natasha yeah. and I fluent. Both of us fluent. Fluent in French or no, Creole? Creole, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd read books to them, Creole. But I mean, like inflection or like ideas or not, you, you pretty kids. much picked it they're all kids. up. Kids. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, listen to you. Yeah, yeah. they're kids. That's funny. That moment, that, um, not funny, but the moment that you where you had to block her and she's like hitting you and trying not trying to get out of the timeout, mm-hmm. but you're like, no, nope, this is a timeout with Grant yeah. as a wall. Yeah, um, which I w- I would definitely uh, that would suck for me oh. even. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had it actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my son had a moment, uh, and I remember this is a, a big parenting pivot for me, um, where he was freaking out. He's a very volatile kid, very strong minded, emotional guy, and um, he was in trouble for something and then he wanted to destroy all his toys and throw mm. them away because he wanted to show me that he knew that he was in trouble or mm. something you know this is the thing so that kids do sometimes well he wanted me out and he was saying get out of my room get out get out and I'm like uh, and he was kind of yelling at me and I said no actually I, I will stay out of your way I'm going to stay over here uh, on this side of the room but um, I'm not going to like what you said I'm not going to leave you yeah 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 because you these feelings you have are really big and probably pretty scary. So I'm going to stay here right. in case you need me. Right. And dude, 20 seconds later, he's in my lap. Right. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. That little element of like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. And not to like make the waterworks. Ah, geez. Yeah. Go. That's what I promised them. <laughs> yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And then you leave. You know what I mean? Like, you spend a year every day promising I will take care of you. Like, because we would go to the States. You know what I mean? We would travel back to the States for a week at a time or whatever. And we'd always be like, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back. And we, we came back. Yeah. Three or four times that year, we came back. And then one time we didn't. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So that, like, those powerful moments you have, it seems like it's all distorted by that. We promised you we would never leave and we left. You know, and so you, and they don't they don't know. No. They, it doesn't. Oh, you know the social constructs of the organization uh, right. and this yeah. and that. They they just think, man, mommy, mommy and poppy Grant never came back. You know what I mean? That, yeah. And that's like, oh, this. And then to them, oh, it just happened again. My parents left uh-huh. me. Yeah. And then my parents left me. You know, and that's the hard. Thing. What? Okay, so knowing now what you know, what, what, if somebody was about to do what you did and go there and do something like that, what would you tell them? What would you say to them like, hey, this is what I learned and this is what I would have done different long term for this whole plan? I definitely would have had more support from people that are wiser than me inside the organ or here in the States. And that, I mean, I'm, dude, I'm 22. Yeah, you were just doing what you... 24. Yeah. Dude, what 24-year-old what do you know can run a 17-employee organization in Haiti and do it right? You know what I mean? No. Like, I'm like, what is going on, you know? And you say you would have had more support, but that's not something you can control. I think, or is it? I think it is because I think a little bit is pride on my part. You just didn't do it. I just didn't do You're it. You're like, I'll do this. I got, I got it. it. I got it. I got it. it. I know uh, the language. I know what's going on. And so you would say, be humble about what you can handle. Yeah. Let other people guide you more, more than you think you need. Right. Yeah. So that mistakes that you make don't cost other people. Right. I got you. Yeah. Because a guy came towards the end of my tenure there named Ted, and he's phenomenal. He was American, but born, raised in Haiti, 60 year old man, like has a house there. Like, 
and he started just opening my eyes to everything. You know, like why why would you not pay them living wages? They're human beings. Like he would say stuff all the time like that. He's like, why do you think you should get away with stuff that you would never get away with if you were in Germany or if you were in yeah uh, yeah just because these people are disenfranchised, you can get away with this stuff. Why are you doing that? Like not even still the standard yeah, remains. You like you need to keep the same standard yeah. as you would in the states. Like why are you acting like this? You know, and it wasn't like a sinful issue. It's just like a it's a he's like a moral issue like dude pay the right wage don't go around the system like go through the system and feel the pain of how horrible and terrible this don't bribe these people to get the stuff you need you know what i mean yeah. where it was just like a part of life black and white became gray very quick in haiti when you live there you mm-hmm. know what i mean like but yeah i, I mean i you know people always say like man i don't have any regrets in life but i mean i, I think i do mm-hmm. like and I, I got to work through that, you know? Maybe maybe you don't have regrets if you haven't tried to do something. Right. I mean, I think that in my life, I have regrets, you know, that don't revolve around trying to do something. But I think my greater regrets are when I, you know, took risks, you know. But f- for the right reasons, it just doesn't work out or something happens. Right. Or I make mistakes, natural human mistakes. Right. So um, the alternative is to not do something. Right. Which isn't good either, right? Yeah. And, and you know, part of the complexity of being a Christian and, like, the, I mean, kind of anything is, like, do you fight? Do you – do I do I stay – that's the conflict, internal conflict for me mm-hmm. and Natasha. Do I stay and blow this thing up? Yeah. Like, for everyone, you know, and just, like – Yeah, what's the ultimate cost? Like, right. does it cost more people in the end and then it's even worse than it would be if I just said, hey, I'm out? I'm out. Uh, this isn't working for me. Let this continue functioning the way right. the way it Cause can. Because my my frustration with God was like, because you know in, in scripture, because you know you read it all the time. Yeah, it is like wrath is for the Lord. Like wrath is for the Lord, not for you, not for you. Wrath is for the Lord, and I'm sitting there like, where's the fire and brimstone, God? You know this is wrong. Your you turn. No, yeah, your turn. Your turn. Because yeah. if not, I'm stepping in. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I felt, and it was like. The reason, the ultimate reason Natasha and I left was one verse in scripture and was in James. We're actually going through the book of James right now. Uh, It says, if you know something is sin and do nothing about it, for you it is sin. Yeah. And so that's the verse that was like radically life-changing for me is like, I know this is wrong. I know what we're doing is wrong. I know what's happening is wrong. And if I don't say or do anything, I am complicit. Now I'm complicit. For sure. Right. And so that's where we're like, all right, we got to go. Yeah. All right. This is part one (laughs) of this. Okay. Because we don't, we got to go pretty soon in a couple minutes. Um, So we will do, this is a two or three parter maybe uh, about you and Haiti and and Natasha and your life. It's so unique, so cool. There's got to be a book, blah, blah, blah. I wrote a book. You're writing a book. Well, kind of. Yeah. I wrote, wrote, you wrote, and then now you're, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still living. (laughs) It's called, (laughs) it's called Pride in the Pain. It's about that experience. It's about um, there's. Um, what are you doing? Revealing with my my pride and joy right early, too early. The world argues that there's two forms of pride: sociologists, Christians, Buddhists, whoever. Uh huh. There's the pride of self elevation, which is I'm number yeah. one, foam yeah. finger, and yeah. then there's the pride of self deprecation. Yeah, which is focus. Woe is me. Da da da. Oh right. It's still still focused on self. Sure. Sure. Pride. 
I make an argument, and I'm sure there's some psychologist out there that's like, oh my gosh, this guy's a genius. Or not. And then some that are like, <laughs> we need to check into him. Right. <laughs> Make sure I think okay. there's a third form of pride that's, pride that's nuanced, and it's pride that comes in pain. Let me explain. You have, I don't know, a relationship with your dad. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's not whatever, but I'll use it as negative. Okay. Because we use communicate, like, God is my father. Right, uh-huh. and it's like, well, my father is hot garbage. Yeah. Like he's terrible. Not my, not my dad. Right, no, no. But my father's terrible. I don't want God as my father. Oh, I see. So you take painful experiences in your life and you use it to deflect or to as pride. I am better than you. I'm better than you, Colin, because I went through an earthquake in Haiti. Uh, I am better than you because I served in Afghanistan and my right. friend got shot. Isn't I, that a form of self pity? Maybe. Yeah. But it, it's. It's all focused on the self. Right. But self-deprecation, self you can kind of navigate that. That It's almost like a trump card. Yeah. You and know it, what I mean? We're seeing a lot in the media right now. Right. Where it's, where the, it's like yeah, currency. Yeah. You can't talk to me because Suffering you've never lost a baby. S- Suffering You've currency. never done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and I'm like, I, I, I want to kind of attack that through my experience. I'm not better than you as a Christian or as a person because I went through these experiences, even though I thought for years I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't understand. Did it did it uh, in, inform how you interacted with people? Yeah. Did, and you weren't proud of that. You noticed you were doing it I noticed, over time. Yeah, I, I was hurt. Right. And you know, none of you cared. Uh-huh. I come home from Haiti yeah. and no one at grocery store cares. Uh-huh. None of my family people, they know that something's wrong, but they don't understand. And they're like, let's move past this. Yeah. Like, like, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. We don't move past this. Right. I want this tattooed on my forehead. I'll give you a quick example. I, well, it's kind of, well, whatever. Maybe a different episode. No, it's okay. I got hired for a job and they told me that they, they're going to hire me and pay me. As a non-experienced first-year person, mm-hmm. they said all the, the four years in Haiti, they don't count. They don't count towards your job yeah. qualifications. And I'm sitting here like... They don't count at all? They didn't... Yeah. I'm like... All that's nothing? Not just financially and for my social or my positional status at work, but also it was kind of like, well, what was it then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I'm kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, what kind of message does that send, right? Right. Especially if you if you uh, endure it, right? And you're complicit, right? Yeah, um, that seems like it's. I've always been around that because I I grew up uh, very liberal. I was raised by a lot of liberal people, and mm. there's a lot of uh, talk of suffering and a lot of uh, you know uh, a lot of empathy breeds uh, a lot of talk of suffering, and and we focus on the suffering, and suddenly su- suffering then just becomes currency in a social situation. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to give you love and and adulation because you've been hurt, you start to learn that rhythm, and you're mm. like, oh well. <laughs> Then pain is currency. I've had this pain, and now I'm I'm better for it. I'm, mm-hmm. But I'm better than you, like you said. Right. Yeah. And instead that's of just the being danger. Instead of just it's, focusing on the growth part, they're right. focusing on the actual pain that created the growth. Right. And then it it, it it's crazy because yeah. any situation, I'm a better comedian because my friend committed suicide. I'm a better right. I'm better than you. You're not a good comedian right. because of my pain. And we build these prideful things in our lives. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, who is it? I, I don't Dane Cook, Eric Green or whatever. The, I walked on the moon. 
Trump's everything. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, was, oh, I'm the queen of it. Well, I walked on the moon. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. it, that's. Louis C.K. to give credit. Yeah. yeah but, but like, I don't know. But, you know, like <laughs> that idea of yeah. what do I got? You know, if I, hey, we have a conversation, whatever you want to say, yeah. Colin. Well, you know, well, when yeah. I was in Haiti during the earthquake and yeah. half a million people died in 30 seconds, you know, and then it's like, well, I got nothing. Yeah. You, your dog could have just died, you know, or yeah. whatever. I got in kind of car accident. And now all of a sudden. Or you have cancer yeah. or something. And it's like, no, nah, I'm better than you know. It's so interesting, man. It, it, because with so the way we interact socially is like we take cues from one another. Right. And so that kind of thing cycles out of control. Right. For real. Right. Yeah. Picking, that's why, like, my, I respect my wife's choices so much in people, but by the same token, I can't do it. I can't be that restrictive. She's, she doesn't suffer idiocy or, um, negative, these negative social cycles right. at all. Right. She just doesn't. There's, right. if it happens, she's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be around that. Unfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah. She doesn't allow herself to be polluted by these things. Yeah. And uh, me, I'm like, everybody's my friend, though. No. You know, so like, I can endure that. And I think I overload myself. It's like I'm trying to carry too many bags at one time a right. lot, and I hurt myself a lot, you know. And um, and that's always been our dynamic is like, mm-hmm. why don't you come out more and do these things? And mm-hmm. she's like, why don't you, you know, not do all that stuff for a minute? Yeah. I mean, but it, once again, it's always the, the, the those who love much. Also hurt, hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, for these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So l- let's uh, pause this conversation about th- these life things and um, and this part of your early life, which I find so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, I want to talk a lot more about it. But uh, right now, we got to talk about fight to win. <laughs> yeah. uh, fight to win. Okay. Tell tell me. Uh, ah! Wait, no, there you go. Hey, they're all uh, probably more accurate. <laughs> that than sounds gonna sound like. Probably, ah! You got the call for fight to win because of uh, pan, pans. I don't know. Jesus, you don't know. Yeah, maybe just. Jesus. Oh, right. Could yeah, Jesus yeah. could have been uh, just that you're handsome. Could've yeah, been, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Or do you have uh, some sort of social media account we don't know about? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Grant Roscalia. Yeah, the Yorka. No, just kidding. I do need to figure out. Is name. that your fight name? I don't know. I need we got to come up with the fight name. Yeah, yeah. Chime in on this, uh, Ian. <laughs> uh, Paul says uh, he says he's better than both of us. <laughs> uh, we need a fight name for the Orca. I think it's the Orca. But does it match Grant the Orca, Ruskowiak? I don't know. How about just Grant Grant me this win, Ruskowiak? <laughs> that should be the next one. Uh, uh, grant me controlled violence. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what? You got the phone call, and then uh, James said nope. Well, so no. Initially, he said no. Well, so yeah. So a couple weeks ago, they were but, like. By the way, fight to win. If you don't know what it is, is like the, I I believe it to be building into the UFC of grappling. They're really their content is really good mm-hmm. on the flow grappling site and everything. It's really organized. It's really good and super interesting. And it's helping me mm-hmm. with jujitsu even. And um and then it's also just the the yeah, you know, dude, the documentary everything, stuff. Everything yeah, everything I see on it is just like. Flow grappling's killing it, and I love it. Yeah, and cool. you got pulled in. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I was, like, looking at it, and I was like, Lucas Barbosa, the Hulk, yep. and Tex yep. Johnson are the main card. <laughs> I love those guys. I love and I'm I love like, Tex. I think Tex is pretty I'm interesting. Like, well, and I saw Barbosa at Pans, so I'm yeah. just like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, 
you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm enamored with Jimmy, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. like when we go to like Naga or New Breed or some of these tournaments, I'm like, oh, Jimmy's about to fight. And yeah. He's fighting this black belt. No, look how cool they are. And now it's like, yeah. oh, these Here's guys. the two top guys in this weight class <laughs> yeah. in the world, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's how Pans was, too, though, you know, yeah. like ADCC champs are there and stuff, and you're just like, you know, and they're yeah. just walking around like normal people because they're like because oh, they are right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you don't know. What I, mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't know much about Barbosa or Tex Johnson. I just know that they're. Have le- you watched legit. any of their shit? No. Oh. I mean, oh. I saw Barbosa. It depends, but I mean, Te- no. Texas last. I watched one of Texas matches, and I was like, "Wow, well, okay. I yeah. see why. I see why yeah. he's on the top but if, of the heat." But if he, when I get there, and he's like, "Hi, I'm," Te- I wouldn't know who he was. I've sure. never seen his face before, but. He don't know who I am, so it doesn't matter. So anyway. then, James, you you then well, you so got the a call again. So a couple weeks ago, they said, "Hey, man, we're we're." I talked to James. I said, "Hey, James, I think I have an opportunity. To maybe do fight to win. What do you think?" He's like, "I don't know if you're we're there yet, yet." And I was like, "Okay, cool." They moved it. They moved the whole fight because uh, the organizer, his friend, passed away and stuff. So it was supposed to be like. What are we, what month are we in? Uh, I think we're in June. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be in May. Like it was supposed okay. to be, and then they moved it. Until this time, and I thought it, for the life of me, I thought it was on Saturday, and I was like, I can't do Saturday. I got, I can't go to Atlanta on Saturday and fight, and then preach on Sunday. Right. right. So I was night. just like, ah, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it, and all this stuff. And I just didn't even think about it. And then I got a Facebook message yesterday at two, and I, going back, I looked at my emails, and there's like six emails, like, hey, 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 and I, didn't, I just didn't check my emails that day. Hey, do you want to fight? You want to fight? You want to fight? And then I finally got a Facebook message that says. Uh, Grant Roscoviak versus Salo Dos Santos heavyweight. You in? And I was like, what? So then I picked up the phone and called James right away. I said, hey, James, I just got this. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I can do I, it? Yeah, I was like, can I do it? What's What are you thinking? Like, Nogi, six minutes, sub only. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, do it. And yeah. I was like, all right. And so yeah, then this is it. I called my Make wife and I was like, can I do it? And she's like, sure, you can do it. Let's do it. And then I'm like, all right, and, and then uh, and then I hung up, and <laughs> then they sent me the promo, and they're like, "All right, take your picture. Let's get your stuff going on. Here's all the information. Da 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 da. Here's tickets, dude. Tickets are like sixty bucks. Jeez, man, per person. Like I want to. I, I was like, babe, you're not coming to the fight because I'm not paying sixty dollars <laughs> for you and the kids to come to a fight. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can go do something else. <laughs> yeah, but It'd be pretty. But then it would make it weird anyway. I but think. then it's like. And then I'm looking at pictures, and then I'm going through all the like they're telling me all the rigmarole and doing them, and like here's your virtual weigh-in, here's this and this and this, here's your, what's your like hometown by the nickname. Way, by the way, rigmarole would be an awesome promotion name, yeah, for jujitsu, <laughs> yeah, rigmarole, yeah. That's a good, yeah. But then they're like, what's your hometown? What's your walkout music? What's this? What's this? What's your nickname? Uh, tell me your accolades so we can get when we get the announcer and you walk out with this. 50-foot LED screen behind Jeez. you. Smoke. Right, and it's center yeah. it's center ring, and there's yeah. like hundreds of tables around, and I'm just like, what is what is happening? You have to make your orca cape. Yeah. Like a black and white. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is I'm like, what is going on? Is this the cow? Right. You gotta I'm, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dairy cow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, I'm it it's still I'm still in shock. Yeah. I'm excited. That's pretty great. I'm excited. Whatever happens gonna happen. There you go. But I'm I'm like, what is going on? You know when, what I mean? When you called me, it was like this huge responsibility because you're like, I could ask you questions really serious. Here, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, what's going on? And, and you're like, uh, 
is my jujitsu any good? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, so then I tried to give you this like long-winded answer. You're like, like uh, well, you know, it's just, just, these ways, here's your attributes that I think are like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, and then I realized I should have just said, yes, it's fine. It's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what do you mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I like the last thing you want to do is go in there and embarrass our school. No, you you're know good. I mean? Yeah, you have good jujitsu. But uh, anyways. Just watch out for wrist locks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't <laughs> I've got a list of things I got to watch out for, but I, I I'm excited. Know. It's like I, a I once. In a, I feel great. like it's like a once in a lifetime. It's not once in a lifetime. I think it's the beginning of a lot of stuff. Well, no, okay. I mean it. Yeah, I appreciate you, but I'm just like I'm stoked. I'm yeah. stoked for our gym. I'm stoked for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm, ex- I'm most excited that my wife was like, "Let's do this." I'm not certain that people understand how how I see what flow. I'm. I have a way. I've, always been able to see with certain promotional stuff or entertainment wise I've always had a good eye for like that's going to be enormous that's going to be enormous mm. that actor is going to be huge this I've, I've I'm, I'm batting a thousand on that and mm. um and flow grappling I feel like is going to be is you mean fight something time. I mean well fight to win. flow grappling is involved with fight to right win. it's all kind of and this, BJJ fanatics and yeah, a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah exactly but they're organized these these groups are organized together in a way that I think is going to be enormous yeah and much 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 more enormous than it is now yeah and and it's just is just on the precipice yeah and you're right there at the ground level which, which is, is what these crazy. things these things happen that's how this happens right I know somebody, all the best things in my life have happened that way well this is so funny Some, somebody's telling me yesterday like do you could you imagine two years ago that you, as a fat pastor, because I was big, I was like three hundred something. Yeah, you as a fat pastor is going to be uh, at fight to win yeah. with Lucas Barbosa, yeah. <laughs> with Sean McCleary in your corner. Yes, Sean McCleary's fighting. right. Yeah, yeah. and so it, ah! I, I called him yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, man, I I heard you doing fight to win." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Hey, they just called me, and I'm, I think I'm going to do it too." And he's like, "Dude, I'll do your corner." And I was like, "All Done. right, yeah, nice. I'm still going to convince James to go, but whatever." Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't think people have a clear picture of what this is. I don't this, think I have yeah. a clear picture of what it is. It's going to be good. Well, it's not. I shouldn't even tell you that. It's it's nothing. Dude, just have fun. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. What do I have to lose? I mean, right. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like somebody calling you and saying, "Hey, we yeah. want you to do a Comedy Central special." Yeah. Who cares if you do terrible? You got to do a Comedy Central special. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Like it's not quite did, the same, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? When I did Showtime, it was like that. It was like I, that I got it was awesome. And then I was like uh, – and I felt that way. That's interesting. So when my first big thing was a, a, a Showtime special, yeah. a half-hour Showtime special. It was huge. And it was bigger than – at that time, bigger than Comedy Central because right. everybody was getting premium blends and specials. And right. or they were getting the what? The Comedy Central presents. Yeah. So I get this Showtime special through a chain of events. And then um, – I'm, I'm panicking right before I go out, and I'm like, "What if I eat it? And mm. this, was, this doesn't go well. It's like one shoot. It's yeah. not like I get to try a few times." Yeah. Um, and then I called my friend, and then he called. Anyway, I had called him earlier in the day. He calls me back, and he's been on a bunch of TV shows, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to name drop him, but he's like a guy that would know this stuff. And and he goes, "I'm not going to name drop Chappelle, but yeah, he knows." Much <laughs> no, <stuff. it's> <laughs> but anyway, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, "Hey, Cal, just uh, go out there." He goes, just what are you doing? He goes, why are you worrying so much? Just go out. He goes, you already did all the hard stuff. Right. And that's why you're there. Right. So just go have fun now. They're just there. And they're lucky to have you. Like, right. that's how you got to do this. And right. I'm like, oh. I, he goes, all the work that you think you need to go do now, you already did it. It's right. done. Just go have fun. Right. That's what, like, somebody's oh. like, oh, now that you know you have to go on Friday and today nah. is Wednesday. Are you doing anything different? I was like, 
No. Yeah, this week uh, yeah. the work is happening. We're gonna work, and we, then you're gonna go out I've there and have a blast. I've been training since pans, like That's every right. day. Like That's it's right. not like. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. So is it Orca? I don't know. We got to pick. Yeah. We'll All right. Today, I'm with you for the next two and a half hours. So we'll, <laughs> we'll sort it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll do another podcast after. Oh, so totally taking over your. We got to go because it's eight ten. What's that? I'm totally taking over your private. Yeah, well, I know, right? <laughs> That's what happened last time I had a private, and ended up being somebody else's private. That's yeah. why I'm doing this one. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be another. Yeah, one. yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, my little, my little, <laughs> the, my payment for my private is just being extended further and further forward. Hmm. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. Let's go. It's 810. We got to get to jujitsu. We got to get you trained up, Orca. <laughs> you should run out doing that. Is that how they sound? No. <coughs> how do they sound? I don't know. I think they sound like this. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Not the other guy. Is. Yeah. <laughs> killer whale. You can do killer whale instead of Orca. Yeah, but killer whale is not the same. Bite. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. All right, so thank you for listening or watching. There's eight people with us. Uh, oh, uh, wait a minute. Paul says polar bear. Uh, I don't know, maybe. This, uh, this, I'm not big enough. He says he's not big enough, Paul. <laughs> and aren't, isn't Paul's polar bear or koala bear or something? No, no, he's, panda bear. He's panda bear. No, he's goon panda. He could be goon orca. Goon orca. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, Paul says he doesn't like tax. Says he's a d bag. Never met the guy. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're gonna. I'll find tell out. him. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell him, Paul. Ah, yeah, Paul. Hey, my friend, Blue, Paul's my call- brown belt friend says you're a d bag. <laughs> Dude, Paul's calling him out. Yeah, trying to get a fight. That's funny. All right. Um, thank you to GJJSAB, Gracie Jiu Jitsu's fan of the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world with the best dude in the world under the best dude in the world with the best people in the world. There it is. And uh, thank you to Gwacky Yerba Mate, even though they're not a sponsor. We drank their tea and it made us talk faster so we can get more in. Good job. Good job. We doing another one next week? Sure. If I make it back home. Okay. If he makes it back with all of his, with his face, if his face doesn't get damaged, yeah. uh, we're going to do another one. Um, we'll, if we have to wheel him in here, uh, <laughs> Natasha too. We'll call it Grant Beatty's Wishes number two. Yeah. Go John Eden. Bye everybody. We'll see you at Jiu-Jitsu. Is that true or will you get-